Cassandra was a new mother to two-week-old Grace and living in Arizona when she realized she needed help. So I was struggling with um, homelessness. I was in dealing with domestic violence. Um, and I just did not have any other options. So I had reached out to a really close friend of mine who was on the board of directors for a couple maternity homes. Um, and then she had offered, she'd, um, she told me about all of the different options. And then she did mention that there was one maternity home that was out of state. This maternity home, Selah's Center of Hope, could provide housing, food, and infant supplies for her and Grace for a year. It would offer parenting, educational, and finance classes, and a nurturing, faith-filled environment, which appealed to her. But the Selah Center was here in Michigan, 2,000 miles from Arizona. Cassandra had no friends or family here and had never been here in her life, but... I immediately took that offer and I ended up getting to Michigan three days later. Welcome to Detroit Stories, a podcast on a mission to boldly share the stories of the people and communities in Southeast Michigan. These are the stories that fascinate and inspire us. This episode of Detroit Stories is brought to you by Catholic Charities of Southeast Michigan Adult Daycare Centers, providing your loved ones with Christ-centered daycare and caregivers the break they deserve. Visit ccsem.org for more information. In downtown Monroe, there's a charming cherry-colored craftsman home with a large white front porch. In winter, it's decorated with evergreen and holly. In the warmer seasons, it houses several rocking chairs. And this house has been the home for women and their bundles of joy. It's been a refuge for vulnerable mothers choosing life in the midst of domestic abuse or homelessness. Its beds have sheltered exhausted mothers in those first chaotic sleepless nights. Its cribs, their darling wiggling wonders. Its kitchen table has welcomed many late night study sessions for women getting various degrees, certifications, balancing checkbooks, or strategizing a business plan. Its living room rug has supported many first toddling steps. The sofa is where nursing was tackled, tears were cried, joys were celebrated, and Christmas presents opened. A mere four years ago, it was a vacant house gathering dust, but today, it's pulsing with life. It's been a wonderful journey. This is Kara Dowler, Selah's founder and CEO. This journey first started when Kara was working at another pregnancy center in Monroe. So as I worked at the pregnancy center, I had started to build some relationships with the girls that I was working with there. And it was very hard for me personally to visit with them for 20 minutes and then have them go on their way back to their abuser or living in their car or living in a shelter. So I really had the desire to open up a home. And that current board, that wasn't their vision or mission, which was perfectly fine. So I felt a little lost at the time of um, what God wanted me to do because I just felt so strongly about this. She left the pregnancy center and went back to school and got her human services degree and got another job, but that wasn't the end of it. God just kept pulling at my heart. I couldn't ignore it any longer, so I ended up uh, quitting that job and 
going to some of the people within the community that I really respected and asking them what their thoughts were of opening a maternity home in Monroe. Monroe County has the third highest rate of teen pregnancy in Michigan, and 30% of all households with children are single parent households. Kara consistently saw young mothers struggling to support their babies financially, and she saw where she could provide a stepping stone. A refuge where mothers could stay after birthing their babies, a community to equip them through all the firsts of mothering. A powerful support system to make the daunting yes to life seem possible. I felt the need of having a home where we could be hands-on with them and making sure they're on the right path to create a family lifestyle for themselves and for their children that was healthy and nurturing. So we started to do some research. We formed our board, received our 501c3, and um, the Sela Center officially opened in January of 2020. The center received an impact grant from the Catholic Foundation of Michigan later that year to help it get off the ground. But there were still a lot of missing pieces. We had no office space, we had no home. And what we did was we announced it to the community that this was our vision. And the next day, I was getting phone calls for people to volunteer. Um, and then we also had a big donor who called and said, I want to buy you your maternity home. And we had thought it would take us two years to probably fundraise just to purchase a place. So it was such a blessing to have this gentleman call me and he, we sent him some specs of what we were looking for and he called me back and he said, I think I already own what you're looking for and it's vacant. Do you want to come and look at it? I'm like, well, yeah, let's go see it. So my board president and I went and toured the home and it was to the T exactly what I wanted to start. So it's right on the bus line, right by the police station. It's um, enough bedrooms, enough bathrooms. It was large enough. It, it just had so much of what I was looking for, especially that homey, traditional home feel. They purchased offices across the street and put together a staff, a house mom to live on campus with the women, a social worker and a caseworker, and respite care workers to work with each girl on her journey. And of course, volunteers, more than 500 of them. So we went ahead and uh, moved in there. And of course the pandemic hit. So we were, you know, at first very frustrated um, with all the closures happening. Um, we had no idea how we were going to fundraise. All the churches were closed. I couldn't have big gatherings. I couldn't even have people in the home for tours to possibly donate. So, <laughs> um, we were trying to navigate what that would look like for us, just opening a brand new ministry. God just really showed up. He, um, provided everything for us for the home. We had to fully furnish the home. So in one month, everybody was at home during COVID and wanting to help people, but not really knowing how. So I just put out a wish list 
of what we needed for the bedrooms and the dining room and all of that. And I just got Amazon package after Amazon package and we fully furnished the home and had it ready within a month. It came together just in time too, because in April they had their first resident, a young woman who was expecting, and they've had residents in the home ever since. The women in the home operate like their own little village, with each member responsible for various tasks to make the whole unique family thrive. So the girls are responsible for their rooms. They do have their own bedrooms, which they can decorate to an extent. They have to keep them up to a certain standard. And then they also have a daily chore and weekly chore lists where they're all contributing. And then it rotates of what their jobs are for that week. So it, it's, it's definitely community living in the main spaces and in the bathrooms. Um, but it's nice for them to start learning those basic skills. And um, we do have high standards of keeping things clean because there are a lot of you know, community living areas and just wanting to keep those you know, up, to, up to speed with what um, either the state or the city would be looking for and making sure everybody's healthy. It is a very homey atmosphere. The girls absolutely love it. Um, the common areas are very relaxing and inviting. Um, it's an old, old house, but it's nice and large where they can have enough space to be separate, but also together at the same time. So it, it's beautiful to see them come in and just feel at peace with everything so clean and tidy and they can just have a fresh start. And much of this fresh start means equipping the women with whatever they need to eventually leave the home with financial security and confidence in their mothering. Our program is very structured, so we are making sure they're meeting their goals, that they're receiving the education that they need to fulfill their individual goals. And Having that structure of the program, I think, is super important. We have given 1,049 educational classes since we opened. We have some nurses who uh, volunteer their time, um, midwives, doulas, and then we also have um, a financial advisor. She's a retired um, CPA, so she comes in and does all the financial classes with them. Um, our educational services are really unique because we're bringing them in-house to their home. A lot of these women in their abusive situations and in their trauma, they have high-risk pregnancies and they are bed-bound and they have to stay home. So bringing those resources right to their door is super important for their success in gearing up for delivery and parenting. So a lot of that is really unique to our area um, and to our program. In our classes, we have spiritual application. Um, so even if it's how to buy a car, there's a spiritual application to that and how to be good stewards of what God has given us, right? So it's always, um, not all of our women that we're working with or our men are Christians. But up front, they know that we are a faith-based ministry and that 
our classes will have a Bible verse that goes along with what they're learning um, and that we will pray for them and things like that. So um, we are not only trying to bring in um, the spiritual application, but also the practical. So, but they work hand in hand together. So it, it's just a beautiful way to be able to um, plant those seeds in everyone that we touch. And with all of the drama and the heartache that we deal with on a daily basis, the way that myself and my staff can rest in peace is knowing that every single day and every single thing that we've done or said or taught that day, we've planted seeds. And we just pray that God will have those seeds grow and flourish throughout that person's life and that baby's life at some point. Since opening, Selah has added a second home for women. The mission behind that home is a second second year program. So if our girls, for some reason, because Section 8 takes so long for them to receive, and then our goal is by the end of the first year is that they have a job. So a lot, a lot of times what happens is when our girls either have received a certificate from the college or starting college or are getting jobs that pay enough, it kicks them off of all of their assistance. And so they're trying to also regain their feet of that because they were used to that cushion. And when that's taken away from them, it's very difficult to, you know, learn the financials of all of that all over again. So this um, secondary home is for a, a second year program. Um, we've had one girl in the home for the second year program, and uh, it was just a definite blessing for her to navigate what that looks like now being more independent and reliant on her income alone. Kara's great and bittersweet joy is seeing the women leave. Everything Selah does is looking to this day, the moment a mother and child leave to build a life with their own nuclear family. But those relationships she's built with the women are more like family and less like being the CEO of a nonprofit. Yes, me and her are, are actually extremely close. This is Cassandra again. She is one of the kindest and nicest people I have ever met in my entire life. Um, she, I, I met her family. I, we've gotten really close to the point we would go to the pools together. Every time I would stress or have problems, I would just run to the office, um, which was right across the street, and I would like talk to her about it. She was really supporting, really loving to me, and she was basically like a mother I never had. And I really, really, really appreciated that from her because. She just kept telling me how good of a job I was doing and how proud of me she is. And that just really, really, really touched me. What Cassandra found in Selah was the family she needed to help her get through her daughter's first year. They're just very family oriented. They, they just, they like to get personal with all the people that they live with um, that come into Selah's. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's a lot different than most places because a lot of places look at um, the people that live there as like just a number, you know, just somebody they're helping, not like that person has a story, that person has been through trauma, that person um, has feelings, you know, and I feel like that's one thing that stands out about Sayla's 
is that mm -hmm. they really just want to know more. They really push you out of your comfort zone to get the therapy you need to get better to um, all of that. Cassandra lived at the home for a little over a year. And in that short span, the changes she made to her life are incredible. The Cassandra who walked into the maternity home's doors came out a drastically different person. It's so amazing to me. It's like mind-boggling. The stuff that I was able to do within a year to accomplish that much is like kind of crazy. When I first got there, I um, did not picture myself graduating. I was just, I didn't have any hope for the future. And while I was there, I managed to get my GED. I managed to start college. I opened my own business for the first time. Um, and then I also got my first car that I had paid for in cash. So I just like accomplished all this stuff out there that I never thought I would. And now when I moved back out here, I feel like that kind of gave me a picture of what I am capable of because beforehand, like I said, I just had no hope. I just thought I couldn't do it. And now, now at this time, I'm like, yeah, I did it at one point. I can, I can do whatever I can put my mind to, you know? And I just realized that I can do anything with the right support system, basically. My baby was two weeks. I had nowhere else to go, nothing to do. Like, I was basically stuck. And I managed to pull myself out. And with the right support system and motivation, I was able to accomplish all of that. I'm just really, really thankful for the impact that Kayla's had on my life. Detroit Stories is a production of Detroit Catholic and the Communications Department of the Archdiocese of Detroit. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of Detroit Stories is brought to you by Catholic Charities of Southeast Michigan Adult Daycare Centers, providing your loved ones with Christ-centered daycare and caregivers the break they deserve.